And that is how it should be, actually. Uh, Prabhupada used to say that the temple atmosphere should be so sweet, so nice, that whoever would come here wouldn't want to leave. Of course, this time uh, we had it in this atmosphere. But we are seriously considering the next retreat we'll have in New Govardhan. New Govardhan means the farm in Murilumba. How many of you have been to Murilumba? Oh, most of you have gone there. So what do you think of that idea? Then we'll be in a real temple atmosphere, far from the madding crowd. And so we had actually two considerations, whether the next one would be a cruise or the next one would be uh, in the farm. So how many of you think that it would be a better option to go to the farm, to have it in the farm? Thank you. So... <clears throat> Yeah, so, and we probably have it in early January. That's what we are planning, actually. And so, thank you all very much for coming and making this retreat such a success. I think I've been having this kind of retreats in Australia for the last five, six, maybe even longer, five, six retreats. And I generally have it in different parts of the world. I have a few in India, Mayapur, Ujjain. Ujjain one will be in September this year. And Mayapur will be in December. Then I go have a retreat in Europe, but this year, because of my very busy schedule, I decided not to have the retreat in Europe this year. But we are going to have a retreat in America. That will be in Gita Nagari. And Devamrita Maharaj and I will give a joint retreat this time. And then in South Africa, the date has been, we just had one in South Africa, probably, anyway, we haven't finalized the South African retreat. Anyway, this is how we have retreats at different places, and it seems that it is having some very positive effect. And... The main thing is that uh, to bring you all together and you, for a few days, you all are together and getting the uh, feel of sadhu sangha. You all are sadhus. Whoever takes to Krishna consciousness is a sadhu, is the most exalted spiritual personality because Krishna consciousness is the highest spiritual achievement. Everything else is secondary. Everything else, all the other spiritual practices 
are actually different rungs of a ladder. Rungs are the means, rungs are not the end. And all the rungs of the ladder, the ladder is meant to bring to the top of the plane. And that topmost plane is actually Krishna consciousness. The rooftop is Krishna consciousness. The highest spiritual platform is Krishna consciousness. Which means to be constantly absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. So, that's why those who have accepted Krishna consciousness, it has to be understood that they have transcended, they have surpassed all these other levels. Austerities, penances, sacrifices, yoga, they have achieved the perfection of all those processes. And that's how they came to the platform of Krishna consciousness. So, take advantage of your association. Always, whenever you get together, discuss about Krishna. Discuss about spiritual life. Discuss about the benefit of spiritual practice. And this is how we remind each other. Each other. That is the, that is the business of a sadhu. Satam, Prashanga, Satam, Satam means sadhu, saintly personalities. Satam, Prashanga, Mamapirja, Sampiro. When the saintly personalities get together, they discuss about a very powerful topic about me. Krishna is saying, Kapil Devi is saying, an incarnation of Krishna. And as a result of that, bhavanti ritkarna rashayana katha. Their hearts and ears become completely satisfied. They derive the joy that fills the heart entering to the channel of the ears by discussing about Krishna. And Tadjoshanadashu Apubargabartmani. And as a result of that, they become very quickly, they become free from the influence of the material nature. And as a result of that, Shraddharatir Bhakti Ramukramishit. As a result of that, they develop Shraddha, faith in the process of Krishna consciousness. They develop attachment to Krishna's lotus feet. They develop devotion to Krishna and loving relation to Krishna. So gradually it happens just by associating with devotees. But association of devotees means discussing about Krishna. Krishna Kata. Kathayam Tashchamam Nittam Tushanti The devotee's business is to always discuss about Krishna. Krishna and Krishna consciousness. 
So I hope you got the taste of that. Your heart is feeling that satisfaction and joy. Is it? So continue this. Associate with each other nicely. Always remember that Srila Prabhupada has created this beautiful family of devotees. We are one family, the family of devotees, family of Srila Prabhupada's followers, Prabhupada Nogas. That is our identity. And avoid all kinds of sectarianism. Don't develop groups that can that can hinder the unity of our family. Rather act in such a way that the unity will become magnified. Often I get to hear about how this this sectarian mentality is hurting the progress of our movement. Therefore, we should try to give up those petty sectarian mentality. Krishna consciousness means broad. The heart becomes broad. Devotees are known as Mahajan. Mahajan means great personalities. Great personalities means that individuals with great hearts, magnanimous. And opposite to Mahajan is Kripana. <coughs> Kripana means a miser. So if you're given a choice, what would you want to be? A miser? Or a uh, great soul. Naturally, the choice is very clear. And I especially thank Bhagavad Prabhu for coming and giving his very exalted association to all the devotees. And the dev- I can also see how you all have appreciated Bhagavata Prabhu's wonderful association and very, very learned and eloquent classes, classes. So this is what is also necessary. Taking advantage from advanced devotees, senior devotees, hear from them. What they have uh, tried to collect it from them. Devotees are gem collectors. <laughs> so they uh, collect all the precious objects and store them in their hearts. Once again, thank you so much, Bhagavad Ashwakaru. Thank you. <clears throat> I was wondering how to conclude the uh, 
seminar and I just thought day before yesterday one of you asked me to speak about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Achinta Bhedabhita Tattva the philosophy that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu presented. Now to properly understand that we have to track back to Lord Buddha. The other day we briefly discussed about that why Buddha came uh, in real, why Shankaracharya came actually in order to understand why Shankaracharya came we have to understand Lord Buddha Buddha's appearance why Lord Buddha came uh, in the age of Kali uh, the people unscrupulous people those who are born in Brahminical families and those who are actually the custodians of the Vedic wisdom, in the name of the Vedas they introduced all kinds of all kinds of abominable practices. Like Vedas have given injunctions, for example, the Vedas have a concept of sati. Sati means when the husband died, then the wife also followed the husband in the funeral pyre. And they would sometimes, it was completely voluntary. It's completely voluntary. There was no force, like those who wanted. For example, when Pandu, King Pandu died, the father of the Pandavas, Pandu had two wives, Kunti and Madri. Now both of them wanted to follow Pandu. That means become Sati, follow the husband, entering into the funeral path. But then they considered one has to stay back to take care of the young children. And they were arguing among themselves, who will do that? Kunti said, look, I am the elder one, I am the principal queen, so it's my right to follow him. Madhuri uh, contested that, that, no, it is because of me he died, therefore I should go. And besides that, out of five, three are yours, two are mine. <laughs> so we can see, like they were actually contesting with each other, uh, who would be the one to enter, to go with, along with the husband. So that was the Vedic culture. But in the age of Kali, what happened? As Kali entered, these Brahmanas, what they would do? When the husband died, they forced the woman to, wife to uh, die with him. They would tie up. The head, tie her up by hands and feet and throw her in that fire. She would be crying piteously and they would play drum so that the sound cannot be heard. So this is how the Vedic culture degraded in the age of Kali. 
all kinds of very, very abominable practices were introduced, forcefully introduced, or forced into practice due to the age of the influence of the age of Kali. And it was all done by the Brahmanas, and Garuda Puran is saying that actually in the age of Kali, some Rakshasas will be born in the Brahmana family, and they'll destroy the very culture. Another thing they were doing in the name of the sacrifice, they were indiscriminately slaughtering animals. Seeing that, Krishna's tender heart became afflicted. Sadaya Hidaya Darshita Pashukhata. Poshukhatam, seeing the innocent animals are being unnecessarily slaughtered. Sadaya Ridaya, the tender heart, the merciful heart of the Lord became afflicted. Therefore, in order to stop that animal sacrifice, Keshavadrita Buddha Shariya. Krishna appeared as Lord Buddha. He came to fulfill certain purpose. And how he did that? Sacrifices were going on in the name of the Vedas. So Buddha practically rejected the Vedas. There is no need for all that. Follow the path of Dharma. And what is the path of Dharma? Being honest, being truthful, being generous and kind and being non-violent. So he introduced a new kind of religion, rejecting the Vedas. And the goal of life is nirvana, to merge into nothing, to become nothing. A very extensive philosophy about that. That why the goal of life is to become to become rid of this body. Simply. But becoming rid of the body is the process was very arduous. Make it kind of torture the body in such a way that the feeling of the body won't be there. Actually that doesn't work. It's just in theory they have established that principle. But <clears throat> Buddhism spread all over the world, all over India. And Vedic Vedas were practically lost. Now Vedas are lost from the, the Vedas are the uh, source of knowledge, especially spiritual knowledge. Now if the Vedas are not available, how will the spiritual knowledge be available to the people? Therefore, there was a need to re-establish the Vedas. Krishna came as Buddha, served his purpose, and in the process the Vedas were rejected. Now the Vedas have to be brought back. So, Krishna instructed Lord Shiva, Janan Madhvimukhan Kuru. The process that I have established, Make people averse to that process. 
that is uh, averse uh, people from Bhutis. And uh, Lord Shiva also mentioned to Parvati, Maya Vadam Ashat Chastram, Prachanna Buddha Muchati, Mayuibo Bihitam Devi, Kalo Brahmana Murtina. Devi Parvati is addressing to my dear lady. In the age of Kali, appearing in a Brahmana family, I will introduce a temporary philosophy which is actually covered Buddhism. Prachanna Bodham Uchati. Prachanna is covered. Bodham is Buddhism. Which is covered Buddhism. Mayuri Bhavihitam Devi Kalo Brahmana Bhutina. Appearing in the Brahmanas, I will introduce that. A temporary, for time being, it will be necessary. Because the Buddhists have rejected the Vedas. So obviously they don't want to accept the Vedas. So if we want to bring the Vedas in totality, they won't have anything to do with that. Therefore, I have to bring it, I have to introduce it or retract it uh, by some, uh, by some, uh, by some means. So what is that means? The means was just as with a, with a uh, thorn you pick another thorn, right? Similarly, with their own philosophy, their philosophy will be defeated. The, the Buddha, Buddhism says the goal of life is nirvana. Is nirvana nirvan means to merge into nothing. So Shankaracharya presented that this nirvana concept that you are speaking about is actually a Vedic concept. And nirvana doesn't mean nothing to merge into nothing, but nirvan means to merge into the absolute. So this is how he actually challenged the buddhi and he defeated them. And as they defeated, the condition those days also was very fair. If somebody was defeated by somebody, then he had to follow him. So this is how Shankaracharya defeated, drove Buddhism out of India. But in order to do that, like in order to bring the Vedas back, he had to introduce this new theory, which is called Vivartavad, which is not in conformity with the Vedas. He actually, he went against the Vedas, in order to introduce his theory, although he did it in the name of the Vedas. But he did, he had to do and do that because otherwise the Buddhists will not accept it or he won't have any chance to kind of deal with the Buddhists. So with their own concept, he pointed out that that's a Vedic concept and your concept is wrong, that concept is right. So who will accept that goal of life is to become nothing? We are something, 
The thing is that, you know, to become nothing cannot become the goal of life. The shunnavad, the buddhism, or voidism, or nihilism. So, uh, driving that out, he established a theory of impersonalism. Buddhism is shunnavad, and Shankaracharya introduced nirvisheshvad. Voidism, and he defeated voidism by impersonalism. So this is how Shankaracharya established his, rather re-established the Vedas. Now okay, now Buddhism has been defeated, Vedas have been re-established, but it has been re-established on a wrong ground on a wrong ground. Therefore he is saying Ashat Shastram. Ashat can mean temporary and Ashat can also mean deviant. Deviant. So it was a deviant philosophy that he introduced. Ashat Shastram. And that is his Vivartava. Actually, Vedas are presenting Parinambad, Brahma Parinambad, the theory of transformation. Brahman, the absolute, or you can say the spiritual energy, transformed into this material nature. But Shankaracharya established the theory of illusion. The theory of illusion. That whatever you are seeing here is not real. It's illusion. But through the due to illusion it appears to be real. But actually it's not real. See, from nothing uh, to illusion. Uh, like Buddhists are saying, Nothing. And he is saying it's illusion. It's something, but it is actually illusion. So illusion also indirectly is nothing, <laughs> in a way. So that is how he actually defeated the Buddhist concept. Chaitanya Macharitamrita is actually saying that he did that on the order of the Lord. Tar dosh nahi. He is not at fault. Sheva agga karitash. He is a, he is an order abiding servant. The master has given an order, he fulfilled that order. So that he doesn't have any fault. Krishna told him to do that, that's why he has done that. Tar dosh nahi teho agga karitash. But Mayavadir Bhashya Shunilehai Shvargunash. But if one listens to the commentary of the Mayavadi, then his spiritual life is finished. So, Shankaracharya established the theory, but don't delve into that theory of Mayavadi. 
Vivartavad means, as I mentioned, theory of illusion. Illusion means Maya. And how he did that? Like very expertly Shankaracharya did that, just the theory of illusion. It appears to be, but it is not. Example, Miraj. Appears to be water, but there is no water. It's not water. There is nothing. No water. It's just an illusion. It appears to be, but it's not. See how uh, wonderful, wonderfully he established. Yeah? Like water is not there, so see nothing to illusion. Huh? It is not there, but it appears to be there. Therefore, uh, there is some con- concept of nothing but but the uh, that form, that something, that impression of something is there. Another example. Just as a rope is mistaken to be a snake in semi-darkness. It's not snake, it's rope. But, but when you see and see that and think it's a rope, it's a snake, then you react in that way. You jump up and run from there, my God. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so that is the the Vivartavada, the theory of illusion, it's not there, but it appears to be there. So Shankaracharya actually established, re-established the Vedas, retrieved the Vedas. But the actual Vedic understanding was not established as yet. Therefore, now came Ramanujacharya. And Ramanujacharya defeated Shankaracharya's theory. Very expertly, delving into the same concept. Okay. There is no water in the mirage. Mirage, there is no water. But a thirsty traveler runs after the mirage, thinking that there is water. So there is no water in the mirage, but somewhere the water is existing, that's why you're mistaking the mirage to be water. There is no snake in the rope, but somewhere the snake is existing, that's why you're mistaking the rope to be a snake. So this is this is non-real, but somewhere the reality is existing, that's why you are mistaking this to be that. So over, over above Shankaracharya's Kevala Daitavad, absolute yeah, non-dualism, he established Vishishthadvaitavad, specific non-dualism. And then came different other Acharyas, mainly Madhvacharya, Nimbakacharya, Vishnu Swami, and they established the personalism of the Vedas, personalistic concept of the Vedas over Shankaracharya's impersonalistic concept. Now a conflict developed between the personalists and impersonalists, Shankarites and Vaishnavas. It's a very heavy conflict actually. When you look at Ramanacharya's life, we can see that. The Shaivites were not hesitating to kill the Vaishnavas. Those who are followers are 
those who are followers of Vaishnavism. Anyway, a massive conflict actually developed between Shankarites and Vaishnavites, between personalism and impersonalism. So now, to harmonize that concept of, that conflict of impersonalism and personalism, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came with his achinta bheda bhed. One person is saying that bhed, absolute difference. The other person is saying absolute non-difference. There is no difference. That actually Vedic philosophy basically deals with three aspects. Prakriti, Jiva and Ishvara. Now, Shankaracharya's theory is ultimately it is all one. Prakriti, Jiva and Ishvara eventually become Brahman. Ultimately everything is a transformation of Brahman. And Brahman, the spiritual energy, is Ishvara or incarnation in the mode of goodness. Brahma in the mode of passion is Jiva, living entities. Now when the living entities transcend the mode of passion, when the human being transcend the mode of passion and come to the mode of goodness, then they become Ishvara, they become Narayana. Brahma in the mode of goodness is Narayan. Brahman in the mode of passion is human beings or jivas. And Brahman in the mode of ignorance is inert objects. So, <clears throat> this conflict actually developed mainly uh, predominantly between the jivas and Ishvara. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave a very uh, simple conclusion. Achinta, inconceivable. The first thing is inconceivable. Bhed, difference, and abhed, non-difference. The jivas are the tiny parts and parcels of the Supreme Personality of God. And because the jivas are parts and parcels, they have the qualitatively, they all are same with the Lord. But quantitatively, they are different. Just like huh, a few examples, rays of the sun and the sun. The ray of the sun also has the same quality. Qualitatively, a ray of light of the ray of sun is qualitatively same with the sun. But quantitatively, a ray is just a tiny little ray. And sun is the absolute source of all rays. A drop of water and ocean. 
A drop of water is water, ocean is water. Qualitatively, same. But quantitatively, a drop is a drop and an ocean is ocean. Although qualitatively they are same, but you don't say, you don't say a drop of water to be ocean, because it's qualitatively one. Similarly, although the qualitatively, a jiva and Ishvara are the same, but quantitatively they are different. So, Bhed and Abhed, and he went further into that. Because the, the jivas are minute, they lose their spiritual qualities that is similar to Krishna when they become separated from Krishna. I mentioned that example the other day also. Like fire and a spark. Spark is fire. And when the spark is separated from fire, then it loses its fiery qualities. And falling in a heap of ash, it becomes ash. It was fire, but now it has become ash. Similarly, we... When we become separated from Krishna, we lose our spiritual identity. We lose our spiritual qualities and begin to identify ourselves with matter. Losing our spiritual identity, we fall in matter and start to identify ourselves with matter. Just as the spark that was spark at one time, now it has become ash. Similarly, the spiritual beings that we were, now we have become matter, material. Identifying ourselves with the body made us matter. Now, how to get out of that and become situated in our actual identity? Simple. When the spark is again reunited with the fire or put back into the fire, it becomes fire again. Similarly, when we develop our relationship with Krishna, we, did, we regain our spiritual identity, we revive our spiritual identity. So this is how, through this, Achinta Bhedavet Tattva, whatever differences were there between Shankarites or impersonalists and personalists were harmonized. Now, in that respect, then we can see what uh, gradual development coming to that Achintabhedavet concept. Atheistic field of Buddhism. On the field of atheism of Buddhism, Sankaracharya dug the foundation. Now, when you dig the foundation, the, found, the building will go up this way the foundation will go in the opposite way. Therefore, Shankaracharya's presentation appears to be opposite to the, the Vaishnava concept. But no, it is, he is actually creating the foundation, establishing the Vedas, re-establishing the Vedas. Therefore, time and time again, Prabhupada pointed out, Shankaracharya is our Acharya. We don't have any problem with Shankaracharya. He is our Acharya. But his 
his performance or his uh, uh, activity or his presentation may appear to be contradictory. But no, it's not contradictory. It's uh, when you are delving, when you are dwelling or when you are dealing with the, the atheistic domain, then Shankaracharya's presentation is very, very important. Over voidism, establishing impersonalism. And then on that foundation, four Vaishnavacharyas, Ramanujacharya, Madhvacharya, Nimbarkacharya and Vishnu Swami built the temple. And in that temple, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu established the deity of Radha Krishna. So that is uh, the total picture. How many of you have gone to Mayapur? How many of you have visited uh, the, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu temple? the Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's temple. You have. Did you see in the temple on four corners the four Acharyas? Huh? What does it mean? On the basis of that, for all those four Acharyas, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, principle has been established. So that is the uh, ultimate conclusion. So, that is what Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave and this way also. Actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's presentation is so perfect that from whichever angle you look at it, you will see that it's perfect. When you get the total picture, you see how perfect Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's presentation is. It's taking us to the highest a conclusion of the Vedas. And as I mentioned yesterday, uh, like by reading Brihad Bhagavatam Ritam, you will see that. Maybe somebody will dare give a seminar on Brihad Bhagavatam. Let's see, maybe the next seminar can be Brihad Bhagavatam. That's a perfect understanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. Bhagavatam, the perfect uh, elaboration of Srimad Bhagavatam. Brihat means, Brihat means great, vast, extensive. Bhagavatam has been extended, become big. <laughs> that is Brihat Bhagavatam. So thank you all very much. Uh, and and once again, I'm so thankful to you all for coming here and making this seminar, this retreat, such a grand occasion, such a grand success. So I, I will be leaving. Tomorrow I'm leaving early morning. Tomorrow I'm leaving for Los Angeles. It's about 14 hours flight from Sydney to Los Angeles. 
non-stop. <laughs> and so I'll leave right away, right after this session. And I'll I look forward to seeing you all soon and become very good devotees. Become uh, the real successor of your wonderful, wonderful grandfather, Srila Prabhupada. You have such a glorious grandfather. So become his ideal grandchildren. Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande. Pancha Kalpataru Pascha Kripasindu Bhaivacha Patitana Bhavanityo Vaishnavityo Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Krishnaya Bhutani Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinami Namaste Sharshati Deve Gauravani Prajarine Nirvishesha Shunnavati Okay. There is another aspect.